Niner Gang. Bang Bang 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 Niner Gang. Yo, yo, yo. Bang Bang Niner Gang. Yo, yo, yo. Bang Bang Niner Gang. Yo, yo, yo. It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries, that's me, along with Terrence Smith. What's good, people? That's Terrence and Nick Ely. That's Nick. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the Great Debate Show, and we're back. Better than ever, baby. It's the good guys in the building for another episode on a terrific Tuesday. Grand Rising Kings and Queens. Uh, that's that's my man E40 over there in the Bay Area, man. I, I'm sure you've heard this before. This is the Niners anthem now these days when they get a win. Bang, bang. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the Niners, and I'm playing that because the 49ers had a pretty good victory on Monday Night Football last night. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, um, it was good to hear them again on the crew, you know, doing my team, the 49ers. The 49ers get a... Uh, uh, a convincing victory, which they needed to do also, but they did it nonetheless. 38 to 10, exactly what I was expecting. I was actually looking for 45, you know, but it's all good. They took everybody out. (laughs) 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 They took everybody out, and I understand you don't want to get any more injuries. Greenlaw had we almost – that was a scare there with Drake Greenlaw, but he's good, I think, uh, with the wrist. Uh, Trevarius Ward, he was getting, you know – Zoning a lot, you know, on the outside, on the edge with D with Hop, but that's D Hop. So can't complain too much. He started to tighten up in the second half. Once again, the Niners get the win 38 10 over the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals were, were out. They were without uh, Kyler Murray. They had um, Colt McCoy out there, who was not playing bad at all the time that he was out there. But the game kind of got out of hand, got away from him as it should have. And then we saw another quarterback. I can't think of his name right now. And, uh, the defense, again, for two weeks in a row, shut out their opponents in the second half. So the Niners get a win, 38-10, 28-point victory. This is actually the route that I was looking for and I needed because I have been saying on the show, hey, man, if Shanahan doesn't bring it, if the play calling isn't better, if we don't put more points up on the board, I'm going to be calling for Sean Payton to become the head coach of the 49ers. And that's what I've been starting to preach for right now. Sean Payton, I'm going to put you on hold, bro. I'm not going to hang the phone up, but I'm going to put you on hold because Shanahan, he can just be so inconsistent with this at times. Uh, uh, Again, I hear Troy Aikman and all these commentary, all the commentary saying all these things, and it's like this is what makes me think they're reading off of a script when they say things like Shanahan is so creative, and I'm like, man, that's the same damn slant that they just ran. That's the same run up the middle. Like, Where's what are you? Where's the creativity? What are you looking at? It's like they're reading off of something because they're not talking about what they're watching. They can't be. They have to be talking about what they're reading. But for the most part, that's what usually happens with the Niners' offense. But Monday night, no problem. It got better. Slow starts. I'm sick of these slow starts. But they got it going. They got the dialing it up. I was just glad how everybody got the ball. Two for Kittle. Two for Ayuk, who's doing his thing as a receiver outside. And then Debo, you know, he had to get his, and he got it the way he normally gets it. Uh, and that's no shade, but that's how Debo gets in the end zone, out of the backfield for the most part. Uh, but it was a good game. Like I said, two for Kittle, two for Ayuk, one for Debo. And um, CMC, he had a decent game. Elijah Mitchell came in and also caught up to speed, and he had, and he had probably 
more better runs, I would say more better carries than um than McCaffrey. Once again, we got two good backs. We've got all these weapons that I just named, these receivers. The, the, the Niners, man, they look dangerous. It, but, again, this is the Cardinals, and I have to give them their props, show them love. Garoppolo, you did a good job. You've been playing good football. I, I, I don't have many complaints other than that we're 6-4, and four, and we're 4-0 and oh in the NFC West. I hate to give a compliment and then a backhanded compliment, but at 4-0 oh in the NFC West, and that means four of, of our six wins are out of the division. So who have we really beat? That's what I'm – and I'm not saying that we're not beating anybody. I'm asking the question. The NFC West isn't that good this year. The Rams and the Cardinals have been pretty bad. And the Seahawks, even though they have been a surprise, we've beaten them already. And we got another one to go with them. And I'm sure that will be a better matchup than it was in week two. But nonetheless, that's it. We're 4-0 in the division. Uh, nothing to hang our heads on. I mean, I'm happy. Good game. The Niners 6-4. and four. But, again, you know, I just – Troy Aikman almost was – he had me thinking, though, last night. Like, he's right, man. Some of those games, the week one loss to Chicago in the monsoon, the 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 the, the Denver Bronco loss, those games could really haunt us uh, later on in the season if it's a must-win game that we got to get in. And we didn't have to win that game had we beat Atlanta. That's another game that we shouldn't have lost. But anyway, uh, guys – I've already gave my analysis on the Monday Night Football game, and I will allow you all to do so next. But how y'all doing, though, man? First of all, well, uh, man, I'm doing good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare complain. I'm just, just glad we got to see a game that actually, you know, had some points on the board. And I just got to say this: uh, the Forty Niners defense has got me a very, very critical win in, in my fantasy league. So, hey, I think I might be happier than you are. All right. Okay. I'm going to call that the longest damn intro in the history of this show. I think you definitely took that record uh, tonight. <laughs> but, I, but, but I already got my analysis out the way, though. <laughs> that, that you did. That you did. But, no, uh, for this point, I will say that, uh, you know, obviously the big thing for the Niners is that now the 49ers uh, technically have the lead in, in the division. They are tied at 6-4 uh, with the Seahawks. But, of course, they uh, they beat the Seahawks earlier this year. Um and they look they looked absolutely dominant tonight. I mean it was there's no two ways about it. They showed up and they beat the Cardinals basically from the word go. Uh, you know, they shut them out in the second half, ended up beating by twenty eight points. Not too much you can say. Great game by Jimmy G. Great, you know, it was great play calling. Um I, I don't Jarvis is harder on his team than any fan of any team I think I might know ever. Um <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know, I mean, if, if I can get, you know, not that I have any trouble getting the Eagles as the only team in the league with one one loss or only on their record, uh, find something I can make that's exclusive about at this point. With my turn yet, but that's fine. Um, but, yeah, for the, for the 49ers, I couldn't complain if I was a 49er fan uh, with what I see, what I saw tonight. Okay. But, and, and, and this is always my point about the 49ers because, I mean, you mentioned how bad that division is. I don't. I don't have any faith in the Rams. I think, I think the Rams season are over. By the way, I want to give you credit on that. Um, in the preseason, you told us that the Rams would have a good year. Thank you. I did. And, and hey, you were you were dead on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have much faith in Seattle, even though I like the way I like where they are. I think that they are in a position where next year, the year after that, they could probably make some noise. Uh, especially if they're gonna, if they're going to hold on to DK and to uh, lock it. And just kind of improve around those guys, and I, I think they're fine next year, not this year. Uh, Arizona, 
could still make a run, right? Like, they could make a run, but I don't think they will. Yeah. Like, I think that even if the 49ers only win nine games, ten tops, that's going to be enough for a division in a home playoff game. I'm saying that to say, like, let's just say it's the first playoff game of the year and it's the Cowboys and they've got, I mean, it's the, it's the 49ers and the Cowboys are coming to town or the Giants coming to town, like, the, 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 the 49ers are, not only can they win their game, they should be favored, right? I would think so. Probably so, yes. All right. Let's just, okay, let's just say, let's say the second round, um, you know, maybe they'll have, uh, they might be the lowest seed to win a game, maybe. And maybe they'll, they'll have Knicks Eagles. By, by the way, if that does happen, if there's a playoff game where there's the 49ers and the Eagles, we've, we've got to watch that game together some kind of way. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, but I even in that game, like I don't know what the spread would be, but I don't think it would be that far in favor of the Eagles. Now nah, maybe maybe I like see. four. It would probably be like four, five, five and a half. Right, but but uh, but a four to nine win, even even if it's a close win, wouldn't surprise anybody. Oh, if we're healthy, it's, it's if we're healthy, if, we're beating. If, if, if the 49ers had to come to Philly right now, we beat them for a playoff for a playoff game. I would probably set the line at Philly minus two and a half. Oh, wow. I mean, oh, and, okay. and that's a toss-up, right? Okay, that's very right. generous I mean, of you, Nick. Yeah, all right. Okay, so let, and let's just, I'm just throwing out a scenario. And let's say the next round, maybe it's the Vikings or maybe a, a, a lower seed. Or, you know, it could be the Vikings or it could be, I don't know, uh, what's another playoff, possible playoff team over there? Uh, I'm missing somebody. Hold on. Tampa Bay? Or have you already so said It could there. be Tampa. Oh, what a perfect scenario. Tom Brady going against... Yeah. His childhood team in the playoff game. Yeah. Like, San Francisco could win that game. Like, right I now, like I think Jarvis. San Francisco, what's that? I feel like that makes Jarvis nervous. Well, my, my point is that I think right now, San Francisco, even though their record doesn't show it, they are in as good as places anybody. San Francisco, right now, their biggest challenge is against themselves. They just got to stay healthy. Man. They just got to be, stay healthy. To be, clear, to be clear, I absolutely agree the 49ers are a better team than the Bucks. I'm just saying from Jarvis' perspective and, and the way he views things, yeah. I think the yeah. idea of him. Oh, man. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm shaking in my boots, like seriously, right. because I, 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 I will not. Yeah, you know I will not let that 8-3 and three thing go until he's completely put out of the playoffs, until he completely retires and doesn't come back next year and plays for the 49ers, right. which I have a theory for that where he possibly could, but that's neither here nor there. Hell yes, Nick, you're right. <laughs> you gotta wait till he's sixty years old, like MJ, for you to be like, "All right, bro." Man, seriously, I, I finally got your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MJ like, wakes up. MJ wakes up every day and convinces himself that he can't play basketball, and he has to. Right, right. Otherwise, he would try to come back. That's right. Right. That's right. He's got he's got that Hornets twenty three jersey, like stuffed out <laughs> somewhere, just like in a bat cave, like. And I ever think we close? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, guys. So look. We've already given our takes on the San Francisco 49ers. That was a good win for my Niners. Bang, bang, Niner game. Now, Nick said that it was going to be some baptisms. His team, I think Terrence even said, you know what? Yeah, my Ravens are going to – that's going to be a baptism as well. But we're going to get into those games. They won, but my team is the only one that had the real baptism, it seems, with that route over the Cardinals. They did what they were supposed to have been doing, though. So, you know, again, I'm not easily impressed, but I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with the win. And I just 
I, I'm hard on my team because I expect greatness because I think that this team really could be great. And if Andy Reid was calling the plays, I think we really would be great. But that's not a here nor there. Good game, Kyle. You did all right. Uh, and I finally saw Jordan Mason in the backfield. Uh, all right. So keeping it going. Speaking of routes, speaking of melees, that was one actually worse than the Niners beat down over the Cardinals. How about them Cowboys? In the words of Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson, Skip Bayless, whoever you want to call it around the world, Jamie Foxx, uh, 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 LeBron James, all these Cowboy fans, man, they are some really, really, really big shit talkers for the next 24 hours, 48 hours. You know they are. After that beatdown they put on the Minnesota Vikings, guys, I did not see this game. I'm not going to lie to you. Had a lot of filming going on over the weekend, but you guys saw every play probably. Didn't miss a snap. What the hell happened? Uh, well, I, mean, I mean, go ahead. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just like I was saying uh, on our last episode that the Cowboys needed a strong defensive performance. I guess they, I guess they heard me. But I think offensively, the biggest thing was I, I, I think they found something that I don't know why they haven't thought of before now, but that's uh, throwing the balls is on the Pollard <laughs> And Tony Pollard seems to be their best offensive player. And that's, and that's including their quarterback, including their the wide receiver, and including the running back who makes a whole lot of money who probably won't be there next year. Uh, but Tony Pollard seems to be their best offensive player, and they have found a new way to unleash him on, on defenses. And, and who knows, maybe that's the... Maybe that's what they needed offensively to kind of give them a a different look and a and a, and a little more uh, unpredictability to their offense. But if that's the case, then we might be having a different discussion in the, in the next couple of weeks about where the Cowboys rank amongst um, uh, teams, you know, p- uh, potential playoff teams. Because I think that, and I also said this, but I think that the NFC, the playoffs are essentially the playoff teams in, in a way are set. I don't think there's going to be any drastic change of who's potentially in the playoffs today and who's potentially in the playoffs at the end of week 17. So I think right now teams have to focus on staying healthy and getting better as best they can. I think the Cowboys have gotten a lot better offensively. I know it's one game, but yeah. Yeah. that's a that's a drastic difference in what they have been doing on offense and what they did. And I, I just, I'm very curious to see where they go forward with it. I mean, the wrinkles they can put in with Tony Pollard, maybe lining up as a running back and, Motion got a receiver, and you know you have him and Zeke on the field at the same time. Um, it, you know it, it, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes, but I just think that they gave them something that Minnesota just wasn't ready for. So yeah, I mean obviously it was a great defense. The game definitely showed up. I mean they held Kirk Cousins to a total of 105 rushing yards. Excuse me, 105 passing yards. Uh, you know Vikings had 73 yards rushing as a team. 72 of those are Dalvin Cook, uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, somebody that we were talking about as potentially being the best receiver and the best offensive weapon in football. Another three catches for 33 yards. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it was this was truly an ass-whooping from the word go. Uh, <laughs> and you and you are absolutely right about Tony Pollard. I mean, he was the uh, the Cowboys' leading rusher and receiver in this game. Um, it does make the future for, for Ezekiel Elliott very interesting. Um, I'd have to look at his contract situation and get an idea of, of exactly what Dallas would be trying to do with him. Um, my early guess would probably be they look to keep him. Um, obviously, at a much lower number. 
because uh, I don't know when Tony Powers deal comes up as well, but they're going to have to pay to keep him in Dallas. And then, um, you know, if not, obviously, uh, I think Zeke would be on the chopping block certainly before before Tony would at this point. He's definitely making a name for himself. So uh, glad to see that for him as a guy coming, you know, coming out of Memphis. Dak um, Prescott was very efficient yesterday. Uh, you know, Tony Pollard made it pretty easy to do. But uh, 22-25, 276, two touchdowns. Uh, if you're a Cowboy fan, you, you can't, definitely can't complain about yesterday. Uh, and as, a, as an Eagles fan, it's hard for me to, to look at it and say that, but they uh, they look damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so about Zeke's contract, it was a six-year, $90 million contract. He is owed $10 million, uh, almost $11 million next year against the cap. And seems like most of his money was, uh, was backloaded, which means they'll find a way out of it, but... Eleven million next year, ten million a year after that, fifteen and a half, and then sixteen and a half. Yeah, he'll never see that money at all. Uh, Nick, do you think C D Lamb is the number one receiver now? Mm. It wasn't a great showing for for him yesterday, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh I I think he still has I think mm. I saw a spectacular he, highlight, uh, some toe drag swag. I saw now. I mean, and I think he got in the end zone also, didn't he? So he I mean, may, he may be a low end number one receiver. Maybe a okay. lower end number one than I than I previously thought he was. Uh huh. Um, it's not because I mean, it's not, it's not to say that he's not any good, but yeah. Um, you know, there's there's just a number of guys that I would definitely pretty easily put ahead of him. And uh, you know, he started getting down the list. He may he may be closer to the bottom fifteen than the top as far as. Right, uh, number one receiver. I think a lot of that has to do with the quarterback. Even though I, there's nothing I can say about him, if, if they put up 40, 41, whatever it was, to three, I mean, he definitely had to have a good, a great game on, on Sunday afternoon. But I mean, I still think Dak is the one that's holding them back for the most part. I think that you could get more production from C.D. Lamb if Dak could deliver more. Uh, it's just some plays he just seems that he can't make, and there's a lot of plays though that he can make. Uh, they balled out from that. No, nothing here. I just wanted to ask you about CeeDee Lamb and um, the Cowboys looking pretty good. And um, OBJ. I, mean, I think they're both pretty close to average at their position, right? Uh, wouldn't you say? It's 30, 32 teams in the league. Wouldn't you say both CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott are probably close to the 16 range uh, in terms of ranking their position? Um, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I still think CeeDee's better than what – in his position, and Dak is at his, but and I think that's what's holding him back a little bit from. But you would reasonably put him somewhere between probably top sixteen and twenty. Yeah, as a receiver. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, I probably. And Dak is, yeah, 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 I probably Dak would have to. I can't. Dak, Dak made between between thirteen and sixteen, thirteen and seventeen. You know, I, I would probably put him a little higher on at his position than CD at, at receiver. Yeah, but you know, generally in the same area. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think right now at the top how many good receivers it is out there, but I'm knowing it is definitely more than two handfuls. So, uh, yeah, he'd probably be somewhere in there in the mid. But uh, not saying that he's mid, though. I, I do think he's the number one, and I think on another team or with another quarterback in Dallas, you would really see that he is. Uh, but anyway, yeah, all right, good game. Kudos to Dak. And, um, hey, he had a Clay Thompson game, I guess. You know, he bounced back. He really bounced back on that one. And uh, so good. Good, good deal. The Cowboys get the win. Uh, how dangerous are the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC playoffs? Uh, we'll, we'll see. 
but everybody, some of these teams like Dallas, San Francisco, starting to get stronger, starting to get healthier at the right time. And, uh, you know, that's what matters the most. Not teams like the Minnesota Vikings who have been just, you know, really looking good and sharp offensively and only one loss. But, man, their second loss was a beatdown. Um, going back to what Terrence was alluding to, yes, you're right, T. It was only one game. So we don't want to, you know, say too much or do overdo it, overreact. But, man, that's one hell of a statement also, uh, the way they beat them down. I was very surprised to see that score when I got off the plane. I'm not going to lie. Uh, anyway, uh, keeping it moving, uh, if you guys could help me out, um, what would we go into next uh, as far as some of the bigger games from Sunday? Because, again, I really didn't see a thing. Um <laughs> Who 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 else was a game? What? Uh, give me another game that was. Uh... See, you want to talk about your Ravens? Yeah, let's okay. Let's get into that I'm, then. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I just think that I'm, I'm proud that they have turned it around. I'm proud that the defense is no longer the liability that it appeared to be uh, in the earlier part of the season. I, I still would like to see more from the offense, but I do understand that the Carolina Panthers are not a team that you're going to just typically come in and just blow out uh but what they did do they they held on they got a lead they held on to it they didn't they didn't give up any uh late points and they don't they didn't they did not allow a touchdown and i know there was Baker mayfield and you know the panthers have the you know their own struggles outside of just being a solid defense defensive team but you know what you got to win the games that matter you know we talked about earlier with san francisco losing to atlanta losing to chicago in the in the monsoon uh you know, those games could come back to hunt San Francisco. I don't think they will, but they could. You know, the Ravens have lost enough games that they should have won. The Ravens should have won every game this year. But yeah. they are still in, in control of their own destiny in the AFC North and um, maybe the whole entire AFC, right? Who's got the, who's, who's, what's the tops in the AFC right now? The Titans or the Chiefs? No, it's the Chiefs. The they, Chiefs, and they are 8-2. Eight, eight they only, they've only lost two games. Oh yeah, yeah. Tisa, yeah. eight and two. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're two, so, I mean, eight, I can't even two, remember who the two uh, are. It was a seven and three. So I mean, that's, they're in a great spot. Right, right. Yeah, you, you, got, you got the Chiefs hey, Chiefs eight and two, and then you got four teams at seven and three: Miami, Tennessee, Baltimore, and Buffalo. In that order. Yeah. Wow, that's so, impressive. I mean, that's impressive. Hey, all, all, all I can ask for is to win the North, and I know the Pittsburgh, you know, rebuild plus. Uh, T.J. Watt's injury, he is, he is back, so kudos to him. You know, that, that kind of derailed their season. Cleveland, that was they, they came into the season just playing with, with house money, um, just trying to stall until Deshaun Watson got back, which I think he'll be back this week. Next week. Next week. Um, and then the Bengals are just having a down year, and I, I, I'm not complaining. So you have to win your division, and it seems they're going to do that, or at least they're in a great spot to do it. So that's all I can ask for. Well, I will say the Bengals are right on your ass. They six and four, so I mean, you know, we can say they have they have you know some injury concern. Obviously, Jamar Chase has been out uh, for a little while, but they are six and four. Uh, they won yesterday as well, I believe. And they beat, I think they beat the Steelers yesterday. They beat Pittsburgh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I saw a little bit of that. Matter of fact, we got switched to that one. Uh, that, CBS switched to that game because the Cowboys beat the Vikings so damn fast. Yeah. And the uh, Bing, and, know, and and the Bengals also are a team. Not not not. Terrence is right on what he's saying, but the Bengals are a team that has, if they if they can sneak back into the playoffs, they snuck in last year and they snuck their ass into the Super Bowl. 
So this is a team that well, does I mean, have some experience this time around. They yeah. would have a little more experience. And they, they are in the playoffs as of now. They're six and four. They're the seventh seed right behind uh, New England. So uh, and New England has the top record because they have the one the better one percentage in conference games. Right, right. Okay. Then uh, uh, hold on, wait a minute. So the two the two wild card teams right now are the three wild card teams are Buffalo, New England, and Cincinnati. Okay, three wild card teams. Okay, I was about to say, yeah. is Buffalo even in the playoffs right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, oh, yeah. they're the five seed. They're the five. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Well, look. Okay, so we talked about the Ravens, or Terrence did anyway, and um, let's keep in mind. They still didn't get Lamar Jackson any damn weapons, you know, so you can expect the, it to be some games like this at times when they're playing yep. against some defenses that are pretty stout. And I, 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 I definitely gave the Panthers their their props, and I gave them a lot of credit when they um, played my Niners uh, a few weeks back because I gave them credit for what I saw, uh, even though the Niners definitely won the game. Uh, now, speaking of the AFC, uh, another team – that we can talk about at six and four outside of the Bengals is the Patriots. And real quick, before we get to your Eagles, Nick, I just want to ask you guys, how do you feel right now about my man, my guy, who I've been on the on the record from time to time to say that look, in the end, Bill just figures things out. He'll find a way to get wins, and they'll be fine. He's still in the playoff hunt. He's in the playoffs right now. And he, you know, if they started today. He'd be in a playoff, hosting a playoff game, I believe. Or he'd be on the road. But either way, the Patriots at 6-4, and kind of going on a roll here. Defense is, man, they get a win against the Jets off of a punt return. It was a defensive juggernaut all game. Um, but, man, Patriots still get the win. It wasn't pretty at all. But they are 6-4. and four, And with Mac Jones, with no OC, no D.C., it's time for me to say it because I hadn't said it in a while. Triple B's, triple B's, triple B's. Bill Belichick, biatch. What y'all think of the Patriots right now, guys, for the playoffs if they get in? I mean, all of this, all of this sounded real entertaining and fun, Jarvis, but uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, this isn't really the one for Bill Belichick to kind of beat his chest on. And it's not even so much his fault. Um, Zach Wilson's not that good, guys. I don't know if anybody's really said this. Or if anybody has been just kind of out and out about it, you know, I know everybody's saying he's young. You got to give him a chance, but he's not that good. I mean, you know, the Jets actually have a pretty good roster around him. Uh, obviously, young, um, definitely some, some growing to do there and everything. But the uh, the guys around him look to be look to have kind of got on the learning curve a lot faster than Zach Wilson has. And uh, obviously, that was evidenced, you know, even from a maturity standpoint in his uh, in his post game press conference yesterday when they asked him, you know, if he he let the defense down at all, and he said no. I'm like, come on, dude. You, how are you going to sit up there and say that, you know, you threw for 77 yards on the day. The defense holds them, holds them essentially to three points until a, uh, until a uh, uh, punt return at the end of the game ends up killing you. Otherwise, you had a 3-3 tie late in the fourth quarter. Like, what are, what are we talking about, Zach Wilson? If you're going to be the quarterback, you're going to be the leader of the team, you got to eat that one. Like, yeah, I, we, I definitely let him down today. You know, 77 yards. That's not good enough, and, and you got and you got to roll with it. Um, you know, I, I give Belichick a little bit of credit, but by the same token, Zach Wilson's a young quarterback who I never thought was very was very good, and yesterday was just further evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got We're you. Here, I'm glad here. you did get into that though. Thank you for bringing up what's his name, um, the quarterback. Yeah. Go 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 ahead, T. Yeah, 
Well, first of all, first things first, you got to give Belichick some credit. Belichick has um, taken this team that nobody really expected to do much, and he's got them in a very good position. I don't know if they have a real shot to win the AFC East, but at the very least, they're in contention, and I don't think many people really gave them a shot, um, which that might be that might be the best division in football right now because all of those guys look they are in great spots, which is just crazy as good as they are. But uh, Zach Wilson, I'm with you, Nick, 1,000%. He, is, he has not been a good player so far. And it's crazy that he doesn't get any of the negativity from, from people in the media that Lamar Jackson has always gotten. And it's like, no matter what Lamar Jackson does or has done, it's still not enough for some people. But we don't... Zach Wilson never got any of that um, and the end of that negativity pointed towards him, and I, I'm not going to speculate as to why he, he, but it's just a shame. And you know, we'll be talking about this in, in a in a few minutes, but you know, it might be time for the Jets to go on and look see what's next as far as at, at the quarterback position. Actually, see, I'm gonna push back on that one a little bit just because. I think that there's a difference in how it was coming across with Lamar Jackson than it was with Zach Wilson. I know what you were hinting at, but what I'm what I'm looking at is from the standpoint people talk about Lamar Jackson. It was like, yeah, he's one of the best, but you know, there's always a but as to why he's not considered maybe in the same echelon as you know an Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or whoever. Nobody thought Zach Wilson was that. You know, there, there's never been a point in Zach Wilson's professional career. We're looking at him going, oh, yeah, he, you know, he could be Joe Burrow or, or Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, he could be on that level. Like, what was he, he drafted? He was drafted like he was going to be there. I think, I think he was drafted. Was he first overall? I think so. He was somewhere between like first and third. I mean, he was pretty high. So, so let me refer. He was drafted as if that was going to be the case. But never since he's been a professional have we looked at his play and gone, oh, yeah, he's on, he's on that level. But that's my you know problem, man. But that's my problem. He, Lamar didn't have any expectations, right, as far as what we thought he could be as a player. It was just people immediately went to, oh, he can't throw. Oh, he can't throw. Oh, he should play running back. Oh, he should play receiver. Like, what did we hear about Zach Wilson from a negative standpoint? I didn't hear anything. He he jumped. I up hear the, anything he, he jumped up. The, he jumped on the board all of a sudden, right before the draft, about a month before. I, I, yeah. think, the, I think the biggest thing I heard about him was was kind of like the Arch Manning thing going on right now, where he wasn't really playing anybody because he played at BYU. Okay, I, I did hear that. Yeah, it was more about his competition than him. And like, I just feel like this, this is his third season, right? Yes, I believe he was hurt all last year, but yeah. Yes. Yes, third. And, and 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 we always talk about this being a what have you done for me lately. My point is that Lamar has done a whole hell of a lot lately. Zach Wilson hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but nobody here more. Same, nobody's putting them in the same conversation. Why aren't they in the same conversation? They shouldn't be in the same conversation. Lamar Jackson's a former MVP, and Zach he, Wilson. He's he's, he's talking about where he was drafted. He's he's talking about where they were drafted, though, Nick. But but my but my point is that. Zach has gotten a total, complete pass as far as just just any kind of negative criticism. Well, one player who's who's exponentially better has gotten all of it. Yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if I agree. He's gotten a complete pass. I, I mean, especially not 
especially after those comments yesterday, you know, there's definitely people that jumped on them today. I mean, this, this, is the first time, well, this is the first time. And the, and the problem is that they have an excellent defense, and they should have won that game. I mean, you know what? I'm going to take it another step further real quick. Cause we, we, I don't want to be on Zach Wilson too damn long. But, look, I'm with T. I, I, Nick, I get what you're saying as well. They're not – we know that they're not on the same level. But where T is coming from is that, hey, look, he was drafted higher, way higher in early – first round versus, you know, Lamar was almost a second-round pick. He was the last pick oh, yeah. of that first round. From a draft standpoint, oh, yeah, they absolutely screwed that yeah. up. Yeah, and so I'm going to take it a step further than that, though. We never hear Zach Wilson get, you know, like there's no complaints. We don't hear anything. There's no pressure. There's no expectations. Nobody's saying anything about what he should do. We're just saying the Jets are winning. Uh, Salah is catching his receipts. We're never talking about him or the offense on why they're winning. Every Whenever we mention the Jets, you guys talk about sauce. Sauce, 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 garden. I don't hear anything about Zach, Zach, Zach. So, yeah, he hasn't done much. Jimmy Garoppolo gets criticized way more than this guy. This kid has not been asked of much, and he doesn't, and he damn sure doesn't do much. When they got those wins, they haven't said one time it's because of the running, it's because of this. We we bash Jimmy more for when we win that it's not him, it's not him, it's not him. They had, they carried the ball uh, thirty times. They get, I get it, and those are facts. But you see where I'm, you get where I'm going with it though. Like there's been no expectations, and nobody says a thing about Zach Wilson. When he doesn't perform well and he hasn't done that much. Um, so I'm just saying, this is a guy, right before he was drafted, all of a sudden he came from out of nowhere and started just jumping on the board and he was surpassing a lot of people like, hey, wait a minute, this 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 BYU kid, he's going to mess around and get drafted two, second, third overall. He's going to be the second quarterback off the board. And he was. So, yeah, I'm with T on that for the most part. But I do get what you're saying, Nick. Um, all right, Zach. Jets, you got some shine on the Great Debate Show. Uh, we got to keep it moving, though. The Cowboys again and the Vikings, we've already done that. We talked about Monday Night Football. Um, is that about it? Are we ready to get into the Sunday night game? Or what am I missing? Uh, oh, Nick, I'm sorry. Your Eagles, of course. I was like, I Your Eagles. Know you're not go I'm sorry. Show. I'm sorry, man. Disrespect I'm ready to get to that debate. My bad. I'm ready to get to that Disrespect debate. Disrespect the only team in the league with only one loss on their record. Yeah, of course I, I wouldn't dare. I, I wouldn't dare. Nick, I'm going to let you have the floor. I just want to <laughs> say hey, I was wrong. I said the Colts would win, and I guaranteed it. And I was wanting, I, I thought I was going to be so right when it was 14-3, but no, wasn't the case. And you're going to tell us why I was not right. You say one man really is responsible for that. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, like I said, I, I'm very as of yesterday. I'm very happy to have uh, Jalen Hurts as my quarterback because he he see, he simply put the Eagles on his back and uh, and got it done for us yesterday. The leading passer and leading rusher for the team yesterday. Uh, you know, threw the threw the touchdown and also had the only rushing touchdown we had uh, on the day. You know, it was just uh, one of those days where our offense. I felt like really didn't show up in the in the manner that it should have. Uh, Miles Sanders did a little bit too much east and west running for me. He had some opportunities to get some get some yards up field and kind of try to dance a little too much. Um, and Jalen Jalen showed up and got it done. Uh, kudos to him. The defense obviously did a great job holding the Colts to 16 points uh, on the game. Uh, you know, obviously the uh, the additions of Indomitian Sue and Limbaugh Joseph uh, were definitely helpful just from the, from a running game standpoint. Jonathan Taylor uh, ended up with 84 yards on the day, but one of those runs went for 28 yards. So, you know, if you're looking at 21 yards, 21 rushes for less than 60 yards, 
Uh, that's less than a three-yard carry average, you know, overall with the exception of one big run. So, uh, proud of the defense for showing up that way. And uh, as I said before, and I, I'll say one more time before we move on, feels good to be the only team in the league with only one loss on our record. <laughs> he said it. I can't. I can't say undefeated anymore. So you know. No, nah, you can't. That. You cannot. You cannot. T smooth. That was the only thing that was good about seeing the Cowboys beat the Vikings yesterday. I go back to saying that. Right. Nice. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I, I think that sometimes teams need games like that where you kind of play down to your competition a little bit. And kudos to the coach for just not coming in and, you know, and, and going through a coaching change. And uh, they could have very easily just melted in. But they, they, of course, gave a tough game and almost pulled a win out. But I think sometimes teams, championship caliber teams, need to pull out wins like this so that when they do have that tough game against San Francisco in the playoffs or against Dallas or Minnesota, uh, they can look within themselves and say, hey, we've done this before. And I think that that's a lot of problems with some teams like your Kansas Cities who over the years they've just blown teams out. But then when it gets time to a tough game, it's like, what do we do? Uh, and I hate to kind of switch sports, but I think Golden State had that problem for a very long time where if you looked at them, they would win by 30. Steph would be taking a break in the fourth quarter like he wouldn't even get in the game. But, you know, they would get into tough games in the playoffs and it's like Steph is up there like, oh, what are we doing? So I think that's where his, like, his not-clutch moniker came from for those years. But anyway, back to my point, it's good to be able to get tough wins in like that so that when these games kind of show their, show their heads later in the season, you know, you've done it before. It's not a big deal. So kudos to the Eagles on that. Yeah, it was a tough win, definitely that. Um, so tough that I almost got it, but damn it, I didn't win it. Ah, But, uh, yeah, I guess, to me, I think that the Eagles – People are starting to, you know how it goes, man. It's a copycat league. All you have to do is see one team beat you, and then everybody else, they look at that film, and they go from there. Um, look, you signed Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue to close some of that, you know, some of that those run gaps because, you know, people have definitely been running through that the past few weeks since your, your, your big man went down uh, out of the starting lineup of that uh, D-line, Nick. But, I and mean, Jordan Davis will be back soon. And he's going to be back soon, then that makes it better. Definitely, no doubt. But, again, um, that was the Colts. And I don't know what to say about the Colts' defense right now. They're kind of solid, but they did beat the Chiefs and they almost beat the Eagles. This is what they do. They upset people or almost. They give you good games sometimes. You just can't quite put your finger on it. We know the quarterback situation and the coaching, but your coach, Soriani, had a lot to say about the Frank Wright situation, and I'm – I just found it kind of odd why he was so emotional about it after the pre, after the game, and I'm like in the press conference, I'm like, huh. I mean, you barely beat the damn coach, so what are you so Saturday almost beat you? He, he he pretty much was letting it be known that he has an issue with that guy not being qualified and he getting the job. He's very good friends with Frank Wright, and he thinks he's a very good mentor and a good coach. So he was in his feelings about it, and I'm like, okay, cool, but Saturday almost beat you. I didn't get that part, but anyway, I digress. Um, some pretty good games on Sunday. And uh, so the Eagles, yeah. All right, one loss still. But, uh, yeah, I'm not worried about Philly, man, if the Niners are healthy. I'm not. Uh, want to say, we were talking about the Jets one more time. Zach Wilson, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but the reason why we were bringing him up is because Robert Salah has said that he's not committing to Zach Wilson starting Sunday against the Bears. He's going to reevaluate. We know what that means, as Terrence was saying in our pre-production 
uh, meeting earlier. Uh, <laughs> he's pretty much benched. That's what's going to happen, I'm thinking. Uh, oh, one more uh, stat that I wanted to bring up for the Niner fans. Any Niner fans that does listen to the Great Debate Show, I appreciate you. Could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us. We appreciate it. Uh, don't you know that Monday Night Football, when Kittle and IUK had two touchdowns apiece, that's the first time the Niners have done that since Terrell Owens and Jerry Rice in 2000. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and that says some things about the crab trees and whoever that was supposed to be the next Rice or T.O. that were not. Uh, and, and and that's no shade. That's just facts. And then one more stat for you. The Niners also, uh, is, they're 4-0 in the NFC West, which I stated earlier in the show. But it's the first time they've been 4-0 in their division since 2002. That was Terrell Owens and the Niners with Jeff Garcia at that time. So, yeah, this this finally is this. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Finally, when when you hear stuff like that, then it means that maybe this offense is finally going to get it together. We'll see. Uh, four touchdowns for Jimmy. I forgot to mention that too, man. Good game, Jimmy. Looking good. I see why. This is the reason why everybody spoke to you and they said the hell with killing them at the at the Golden State Warriors game. I, I ain't got no complaints when you're playing like this, man. I, I not none at all. So uh, twenty of twenty nine. Good. That's, I don't know, that's 60% sounds like it or better. Seven Down there, 70%. Great. Good good game. Again, I just wanted to give those stats, though, for the Niner fans because I know that that, was, that brought back some memories, and that says a lot to hear those names and how long that's been. We're talking 2022 seasons since those type of stats and numbers were put up. Okay, who do we have next? Sunday Night Football. Let's go ahead and get to it. I think that's about the last one worth talking about. The showdown in Hollywood, L.A., the L.A. Chargers, Justin Herbert. This this dude is bad, man. We know that, and we know what he's capable of doing. But he's going against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and, man, you know how it goes. If you don't have the ball last, you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. That was still time on the clock. Pat did it again. Uh, Terrence, we'll start uh, – Let's see, let's see. I don't know who watched the game the most. But, Terrence, yeah, we'll go ahead and start with you. What did you get from that game last night? Because me, as you know what I was telling you all, just from what I saw, highlights, just a few plays here and there, man, look, it's almost like watching them do what they do in Kansas City. It makes me feel like, what are we doing? Why are we wasting our time on Sundays and Monday nights and Thursday nights watching these games? The Chiefs are going to win it. Who's going to beat them? Who's going to stop this? Just give them the damn trophy. Give them the rings now. And I hope I'm wrong. And I don't even I, – I, I never even predicted the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I said Brady would win 8-3. and three, But this is some whole other theory stuff that I got going on that I'm really trying to let go of and stop letting all that cloud my judgment from just watching football. And let's just say that this game really is real. Hypothetically speaking, let's say this shit is all real. Man, I don't see anybody beating the Chiefs, man. T, tell me what you saw from that game. Uh, it looked like, once again, the Chiefs would get a loss. They always find a damn way. They're 8-2. and two, and they would. I think I think they would get the bye, if I'm if I'm uh, not mistaken, in the AFC if the playoffs started today. Yeah. I, um, I think that, first and foremost, we have to keep in mind this is still the era of Mahomes. And I know that they didn't quite get past Cincinnati last year to go to the Super Bowl, which would have been their third straight appearance. 
Uh, but this is still the era of Mahomes. This is still the Kansas City Chiefs time. Now, maybe that'll be different next year. You know, we, we think we all thought that they would maybe decline a little bit this year since they had to kind of discard with Tyreek Hill. But look at what they got in return for Tyreek Hill. Boy, was I wrong. They are still very much the class of the league right now. And they have bukus of picks for the next, what, three, four years coming from Miami? Yes. And who knows what the, who knows what those picks might turn into in the offseason or during the draft or you know, the the risk get richer and Kansas City has found a way to uh withstand this this I don't wanna call it a dynasty, but this role this uh, this this dominance for a very long time. So that's that's one thing that I take from that because the uh, the Chargers are a good team. Uh, I know the injuries have kind of derailed this season a little bit. Um but we know what they're capable of offensively and defensively. What I take from it, the second, the, the second take I get from it is that I don't know about the Super Bowl trophy, but that MVP trophy, you can shine it up right now and go on and start carving Mahomes' name in it. Um, go ahead, go ahead and FedEx that bad boy. Because that race is over. You can go on and like <laughs> post-date it uh, so that it can go on and ship when it's time to ship it. But you can chisel that boy's name in it. Hmm. It's over. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that that actually leads me exactly as to what my point was when we were talking about this, uh, you know, before the show, guys, which is that uh, I, I'm not going to necessarily carve the, carve the Chiefs into the Lombardi trophy this year. Baby, you can FedEx the MVP trophy today. You can send it yesterday. It's a wrap for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Jalen. Like I said, he, he put us on his back yesterday. I was happy for what he did. But to do it the way that Patrick Mahomes <laughs> does it, not only leading his team to the win, but then also, obviously, putting up the numbers that you want to say. I mean, just just write that up. Um, I think the further conversation is that, and you call it prison of the moment, you can call it being superlative, call it what you want. We are watching the new... Tom Brady is going to have the shortest reign of any GOAT of any sport ever. Like, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar probably had the title for, like, what, six, seven years? And I think Brady is probably going to be probably around that. You know, Kareem got followed up by Jordan. And everybody quickly went, okay, yeah, this Jordan's the greatest we've ever seen. So that lasted for Kareem. I think he retired in, what, 91? Uh, and it's yeah. going to be something similar for Brady. You know, he's going to retire, we assume, after this year. And in another six, seven, eight years, we'll look up and go, yeah, we can keep playing this game if we want to, guys, but that's better than anything we ever saw from Brady. Uh, I mean, just from a physical standpoint, from a, from a creativity standpoint, I mean, he got the ball back yesterday, minute 46, two timeouts. And, I, I mean, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm not even nervous. I'm just looking at it like, yep, that's that's plenty of time. Going to go score a touchdown, and it's going to be over for the Chargers. And that's exactly what he did. Um, I mean, and as, as uh, Terrence alluded to, you know, the uh, the Chiefs can kind of keep this, keep the rotation going. You know, obviously they had to make a decision with Travis Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill. Obviously they, they chose to keep Travis Kelsey. So, that so you know, the next time this comes up, I mean, Travis Kelsey is, what, 33, I think, right now. So another four years, you know, they may have their next receiver and they got to make a decision between keeping Travis Kelsey or whoever that next receiver may be. And now it's time for Travis to go. But the constant in that situation is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think the conversations where, you know, people are trying to say, well, you know, is, is it really going to be him or is it Josh Allen or is it Joe Burrow or is it Justin Herbert or is it whoever else? The, co- the common denominator in all of this is Patrick Mahomes. He's the best thing we're going to see right now. He's the best we're going to see for the next probably 10 to 12 years. You're right. No doubt about it. But you are wrong about the GOAT. 
statement. I don't think they're going to call him GOAT in another seven, eight years, just because only unless he's been winning Super Bowls in that time. They said that and about that's, Brady that's, and that's Jordan exactly my point. because they won rings. I, I, uh-huh. I, I could definitely see, you know, if, if but he's got he's got one now, he's been to, been to what, two? Yeah. I could definitely see him going to another, over the next 10 years, I can see him going to four more, four more. three. Yeah, three or four more. I, I I know, but I'm talking, he has to win some of those. He has to win more, most of those, to be honest with you. But, but yeah. because and, 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 unless and he went, bigger, until he wins seven or eight. He's, he's going to have the numbers. The yeah, numbers that, are going to stack up. Yeah, well, okay, so he'll be, as well. okay, so he'll be more LeBron, you think, than, than Jordan. Because basically, if you don't have seven or eight Super Bowls, nobody's going to call you the GOAT without seven or eight Super Bowls. I, I just don't see how anybody can do that, regardless even though the talent is there, everything you're saying, he is going to be the best thing that we will be seeing for a while. I get it. Yeah. But, well, I, I think just I, that I, goat I, part, I, I got to disagree go ahead, with. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. The, the, I think the biggest problem is that, you know, unlike a uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron or a uh, uh, Barry Bonds and Babe Ruth or, you know, whatever the two, the, the goat and previous goat of any sport is that we actually got to see Tom Brady and Mahomes go head to head in the Super Bowl. Now I know that, Tom Brady doesn't play defense, and uh, Patrick Mahomes can't couldn't block for himself because his line was decimated. But like people that are on Brady's side are going to be like, "Hey, look, Tom Brady beat him in the Super Bowl." And you That's know, if there, was, if there was Tom Brady's last Super Bowl, it, we, it might be according to Jarvis's theory, it might not be. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know that that's going to be, I think, the biggest hurdle in Mahomes' quest to become the quote unquote goat of. of quarterbacks is that um they maybe had to head and, and Brady's team won. Brady yeah. didn't have a great game, but he didn't need a great game. There wasn't a game plan. The game plan was to run and and and, and play defense and they did and he got a championship out of it. So yeah. that was probably his easiest Super Bowl out of out of all of them. Yeah. Uh but the but the fact of the matter is that they met head to head and no and no other sport can really say that. And he beat him in the AFC championship the previous year uh, as a Patriot also. So that's right. Well, or, that's or, right. or two previous seasons, two seasons before that, I mean, prior uh, when they yeah. when they beat the Rams, they had to go through the Chiefs first. D Ford uh, <laughs> lining up offside before the snap. Uh, the Chiefs had the game won, but because of that, they didn't. And Brady's he's, he's tapped them up every time they played. Uh, well, not every time. I think they they finally lost to them this year. But again, uh, Patrick Mahomes is playing phenomenal. Yes, no doubt, but. Again, he'll have the stats like LeBron and, and, you know, stuff like that. But, no, if he doesn't win some of those three or four extra Super Bowls that we can see him going to, which I definitely think he will, uh, no, I, then I don't think they'll be saying GOAT, especially when he didn't even win the head-to-head when they, you know, those matchups that we will look back at like Terrence was uh, alluding to. Uh, but, again. So, that's, so that's, kind of, that's kind of the thing, though, is like, all right, so first of all, I don't see Brady winning another one. So, so let's just go with the assumption that he – He's done at seven. I could I could definitely see myself entertaining the conversation with Patrick Mahomes being put in, put over Brady if he gets to five. Six for sure, I'm definitely I'm definitely hearing it. Five I'll entertain it because with his five is is also gonna come, you know, the same same yards and probably less time. You know, all, all the numbers are gonna add up, the eye test is gonna add up, the moments are gonna add up, you know what I'm saying? Everything else will add up except for the ring. Uh, and the rings may even add up at some point. Who knows? But uh, so that, that's kind of my thing. Like, like I said, for me, I guess the, in that in that same argument, 
the eye test, for example, doesn't add up for me with LeBron versus Jordan. Like, I saw both of them play. And I'm like, yeah, I would draft that. I would draft that, that Michael Jordan guy, you know, if given the chance. Um, you know, and so in the, in the same breath, I would draft Patrick Mahomes before I would draft Tom Brady. I, I, I hear you. I'm just giving you the facts in the end. Um, when you get done. Right, that, that's that's, that's going to be the biggest. He, he has to have seven or eight in, Super Bowls, and that won't happen. Yeah, that, but that won't. We know that won't happen. He will be. He will continue to sh- to entertain us, and probably you know like lose every other year in the AFC Championship game, and then every other year in the Super Bowl. You know that's probably pretty much what they're going to do the rest of the way. Then again, they may win more, plenty more. I don't know. I got this idea after the way they beat us down that we could actually have a re- Super Bowl rematch, and the third time is the charm. We'll finally beat them this Super Bowl. However. Man, you're being real disrespectful, Nick. We got to get into this this debate, but you just said, uh, I'm just going to go on a limb and say that this is it. He's got seven. Man, please. Tom Brady is undefeated since the since the divorce. I mean, he's going to they're going to go on a <laughs> they're going to go on a run. I'm telling you, man, they're going to go on a run. I'm not I'm I'm sticking to this 8 and 3 stuff though until he's done completely. He's out of the playoffs. He's gone. He's retired. He's not coming back in 2023 to play for anybody like the 49ers, which that very well could happen. And maybe that's when he'll get yep. the 8 and 3. I don't know what year. I just assume it will be this year cuz I'm thinking this may be it. It at times it looks like this should be it. But again, he, he's probably going to win 8 and I and after that statement that you made, Nick I won't be surprised one bit if Brady comes into Lincoln Financial Field and send the Eagles home quick in the playoff game. He'll be the one he'll that'll have, do it just because of that statement he'll have you no made. theory like Tom Brady scoring. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Nick, look, we, we went through all the important football games. Let's talk about this debate that you were talking about earlier in pre-production. Uh, it sounds pretty interesting, and um, I would like to just kind of – um, you know, defer to you all first to see what you all have to say about this before I give my yeah, take. So, so, yeah, I ran across it a little bit earlier. I was uh, scrolling through one of the social medias or whatever, and it was a conversation about how many um, how many franchise quarterbacks are there actually in the league and, you know, how many are, are there generally. You know, you, you know, in, in, in any given year, how many quarterbacks would you say are franchise quarterbacks and how many would you qualify as, as those now? So I guess I'll just kind of pose that question to you guys if you thought about it at all. Um, you know, who, who would those guys be that you would consider franchise quarterbacks and, and how many of them are generally in the league? Hmm. Right now, currently. Uh, so I don't really have a concrete, like, definition of uh, a franchise quarterback. And I say that because there are so many different ways to be really great at the position now and in the past you know we already know that hey it was straight up drop back five step drop back three step drop back and you know just play within the offense but now these guys are so creative and they're so dynamic that i think that we kind of have to think about the quarterback position differently it's almost the same way as in basketball where you know you might have one way is to just traditionally score a lot of points whether it's you know on the inside or shooting threes or whatever the case may be but now you also have to factor in assists and and and, and even defensive stops it's like how much do you contribute to your team's success so that's i think that's that's probably if there's any definition that i would have is how much does this this one player contribute to their team's success 
And I think that there are only a really few select people that really contribute mainly to their team success. If you if you guess that Zach Wilson is not one of those guys, you <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, off, off the top of my head, I would definitely right now. I would of course go with Mahomes. I would go with Jackson. I would go with uh, with Allen. Um, I would I would definitely right now. I'm putting Jalen Hurts in that conversation. Um, those guys to me stick out right now as surefire franchise guys I would also say that see I even I want I want to throw two in there but I feel like the Dolphins maybe they're not they're not great but they would still be good without two so I don't I don't know if I don't know how much of a franchise guy he is uh I think that uh even you look at like Dak right like even Dak was out and the team wins what four out of five games you know so that's a rough one. I can't put Dak in that on that list. Uh, the next guy I'm thinking about would be Herbert, and I don't, just don't think that he is on that level yet. He is. He's got franchise talent, but I don't think that he has uh, really stepped fully into that talent yet. So I'm just going to roll with, uh, and and I, and I have not forgotten about Brady over there. Brady's not a franchise quarterback because of his age. Aaron Rodgers not a franchise quarterback because of his age, but. Uh, because those guys might not be there next year. And I think the teams are both prepared for that. But anyway, uh, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, now name a fourth one, and, and Jalen Hurts, to me, um, are the franchise quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Okay, how many? So, so, we, can, so we can just name as many as, as we think that are franchise quarterbacks? Yeah, as many as you got. Oh, okay, okay. And Joe Burrow. Well, I'm I can, sorry. I can, Joe yeah, I can swing through it pretty quick. Then uh, starting, starting from the, from the east all the way to the west. Um, I'll go AFC first. Josh Allen, yeah, he's a franchise quarterback. I do think Tua is a franchise quarterback. Do I, right. do I, do I worry a little bit about his deep bomb? Yeah, but that's Tyreek Hill. I don't think he would underthrow most guys. He wouldn't have a problem if it was anybody but Tyreek Hill. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, sure no, that, who can out who can out throw? I'm him? sure that when they made the trade with Tyreek Hill, he was like, Yes. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Thought about I it. Like, the yard. Yeah. So um <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen and Tua out of the AFC East as franchise quarterbacks. And Joe Burrow definitely is a franchise quarterback. Lamar Jackson. Hell, he is the franchise out there in Baltimore, so duh. Yes. And uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, hell, you saw what he got paid. He's coming back week 13. So, yeah, he's he, he's the Browns fran- franchise. They hadn't done much. So, yes, he's a franchise quarterback. And then we know what Patrick Mahomes, oh, my God. We're, we're, this is how we we just talked about him to work our way into this conversation. So, you know, that speaks for itself. Justin Herbert, franchise quarterback, of course. Um, uh, That's it. I'm going to leave it at that. As of right now, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I can't give him any love. He's been letting me down big time, making me look like a ass. Mm. And, uh, yes, yes, I, it is what it is. I look terrible making the predictions I made about him and this Bronco let's ride crap. Uh, Bronco country let's ride crap. Ain't nothing. But, anyway, and uh, Derek Carr, I'm leaving him out as well. And now I don't have anybody out the AFC South uh, as a franchise quarterback. I'm sorry. Houston, I don't know if Davis Mills is that guy. Um, we know Matt Ryan, because of his age, he's not. They, they're looking for one in Indianapolis. And, and Tannehill, no, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, even though he is mid and he can get the job done and he can win some games. 
Mostly when yeah. you least expect it, though, not when, you know, it's expected. Uh, and that's the difference of being a franchise quarterback or not. As I work over to the NFC, uh, we've got – I don't know if I – do I have anybody? Jalen Hurts, he is in there now. He's he Yeah, he's a franchise quarterback. He's the only one I think that I want to say that about out of the NFC East. As I work my way down to the south, I'm with T. Uh, no, Brady doesn't get that because he doesn't get the nine because of his age. Um, who's going to start a franchise around a 46-year-old, 45-year-old? Uh, but, yes, we know what Brady can do. Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's not a franchise quarterback, not only because of the age, but because he's not playing like a franchise quarterback every every week on a consistent basis. And a lot of this blame should go, at, go on him also. So I don't have any franchise quarterback out of the NFC North now that I think about it uh, because I'm not saying Aaron. I'm not saying Kirk, even though Kirk Cousins is, is cool with me. Sometimes we can be too down on Kirk. But, um, you know, like what we saw yesterday, whatever the hell that was, that's some of the reason why I tell you I, I'm very, very cautious on how much potato salad and bean, baked beans that I put on my first cousin's plate because he can go from first cousin to third, fourth cousin every time, any at any time. I don't have anybody else up the north then now that I think about it. Justin Fields, no, I'll take that back. Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback also. I think wow. – Yes, I think so. From what I'm seeing, Justin Fields looks like, hey, you just need to put something around me, damn it, and I will be fine. Uh, this dude is breaking off with Lamar Jackson runs, Michael Vick runs. He's going to be something special, I think. You just got to, you know, get the right coaching, the right talent, because he doesn't have much talent at all, especially with that offensive line. So, yeah, you can build a franchise around him now that we know, hey, man, I think this guy can ball. We got it right. Wondering how he would look in the Shanahan offense right now, I tell you. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'll work my way down to the uh, to the uh, over to the West. So basically, I gave y'all more quarterbacks out of the AFC than NFC too. I just thought about that. I don't have anybody out the West. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a franchise quarterback. You know what I mean? We know that. We you know how I feel about him. He is he is very mid, but I am. Very happy and satisfied with the way he's been playing right now, and I wouldn't care if they gave the Niners a five. If the Niners gave Garoppolo a five-year extension, if he wins us a Super Bowl this year, and we could suck, and it may go downhill immediately after he signs the dotted line, I wouldn't care. We would have a six Super Bowl, and that's all I want to see before I die. Um, because hell, I was just still young the last time they won a Super Bowl. Uh, but anyway, that's it. I don't have many quarterbacks out of the NFC as a franchise quarterback. That's a problem, NFC. But out of the AFC, I named plenty. So I guess I need to give a credit to the NFL because they're doing damn good. Um, you know, with these quarterback, um, with the quarterback drafting and the, the you know their what are they with their scouting? They're finding these guys and uh, Malik Willis. Malik Willis is going to be a franchise quarterback, but he's not playing yet, and he still needs a little bit more time. And Trey Lance is going to be one too. I hope. If his, you know, if everything goes all right with his leg and his ankle, we're seeing him on the sideline more now. There's chances and rumors that he could play in the playoffs if needed, but Shanahan pretty much has said he's done for the year. I don't know if they put him on the um what do you call it? To return to return list from the I don't I don't think they did. But anyway, that's not here nor there. That's my I, list. I, guys. Designated to return. There you go. I don't know if they put him on yeah, that or not. Yeah, they probably did like four weeks. Yeah. Oh 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 no, no. He definitely wasn't on that. I thought that that was a, uh, yeah. That, if that's it, then no, he's done. But anyway, guys, I gave who, my take. No, who was it? Who was it? Who, what player was this again? What play? 
what, you know, what, what player is on the IR now? I was talking about Trey Lance, if you know, because there was rumors that now that he's out of the boot and he's kind of he's at games again on the sideline, he could actually be ready for the playoffs. That was actually the prognosis before he even had, well, right after he had the surgery that he actually could come back and play in December or January possibly, but they're probably going to shut him down until next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't do that. Not only just for his health, but then just because of the simple fact that if you're in the playoffs, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's played well, so, you know, you don't want to mess with that rhythm. Well, no, again, I said if, if need be. Like, whatever, yeah. if Garoppolo went down, and, you know, it's not like he's oh, never well, yeah. been injured. Yeah, it's not like Jimmy has never been injured. That's all that That's right, all that right. happens to him. So, yeah, that's why Trey was drafted, because of those injuries. So, if it was something to happen, that's all I'm saying. Um, but, anyway, I just thought of Trey and Malik and these guys that are kind of waiting in the wing. But I, again, I tip my hat to the NFL then because I, and and I, again, I'm not easily impressed. Um, it takes me a lot to say somebody's a real quarterback. It definitely takes me a lot to say you're a true wide receiver. So I'm saying that the NFL is in good hands right now with quarterbacks. And that's a great thing for the league and for the fans. I find it pretty. I find it pretty interesting that you end this take that you, you end your take about franchise quarterbacks with not being easily impressed and also had Justin Fields in this conversation because I'm sorry the kids got a lot of talent but I did was going to call him a franchise quarterback this early it's kind of wild to me okay. um, that being said it may be my fault I might should have laid out maybe some more uh, defined criteria for this category but for me I'm going to look at it at a franchise quarterback and say is this guy what I, I can't remember who came up with the term before but is this somebody that I would consider to be a force multiplier for my offense or for my team meaning if if my offensive core is below average, then he makes them average. If they're average, he makes them good. If he's good, he makes them great. And if they're great, then the sky's the limit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for that, for that, um, you know what? You know whether it's a guy that's in advanced age or whether he's early on or whatever. If he's shown the ability to do that, then that's a guy I would consider a franchise quarterback. Obviously, just a guy that's just probably looking to get paid. And so with that. Um, my, the guys that I would say are definitely on the list, obviously, would be Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, um, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And those are probably all of my definites. Um, I would follow that with a kind of a bubble category that would include, uh, oh, and Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry, I left him out. He would definitely be in that in that category as well. Um, the guys in the bubble category would be uh, your Jalen Hurts, your Tua Tagovailoa, uh, quietly even your Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, those are the guys that that are I young. About that you know, obviously uh, Jalen and Tua are both having great years this year, uh, but so far it is really just one year. You know, we've seen a couple of years of Justin Herbert and of Josh Allen. You know, for me to be comfortable putting them in that category, um, but it's really just one year that we've seen from both Jalen and from Tua so far. A uh, great year for me to them so far, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I, y'all's list got a little, little out there for me. The Justin Fields one was a bit of a wild take. I get you, Terrence, on, on not necessarily including Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady because of the age. but We're talking about right franchise. Now, franchise, though, Nick. Now, you hear me? That's what I'm saying, franchise. This is the, the same reason why we didn't put Brady and Rodgers in it is the same reason why I decide to, to decided to throw Justin Fields in it. I mean – he is the Chicago Bears franchise, wouldn't you say? If you if you if you took over tomorrow as general manager of the Chicago Bears, when you start scouting and making draft picks, what are you going to draft around? 
around Justin Fields, okay, more than if, likely, right? If I, right. If I, if, if, if I took over as GM of the Bears, yeah. would Justin Fields make the team or be cut? No, no I didn't I mean, ask I you that. I didn't ask you that. I said, would you? Who would you draft around? I, I know you wouldn't cut him, would you? You wouldn't dare. You wouldn't consider that, would you? What have you seen on film? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't cut him, but it's, I mean, if you're saying, if you're telling me he's the franchise quarterback, and the franchise is what three and six as they are so far this season. No, you no. Know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm saying, but I mean, to, to, not not to his fault though at all, really. I mean, like, I mean, I, he's growing. He still has some maturity that you know to go in the league and reading defenses and understanding and all you know all of these plays and all of these coverages. But I mean, he's been doing all right for what he's working with. And so, right, if, if you like, were to take over as their general manager, I'm thinking that you're going to come in and you're not going to just act, well, if you evaluate his game on film and you 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 like what you see. You're gonna say, what can I do to, you know, ex, you know, to better his production? How can I expand his game? How can I make, how can I get the most out of Justin Fields, and you know, and really, you know, uh, justify my draft pick at whatever number, you know, he was picked at. I, I think you would draft around. How can you make the offense better? The offensive line is terrible. The Mooney is about the best they have outside at receiver. Uh, yeah, Marquis Goodwin is there. No, Marquis Goodwin is in uh, Seattle. I'm sorry. They don't really have much. So, I mean, I think that you would try to draft around him. I mean, who else are you going to go with? Roquan is traded away. Uh, what do you got? You don't have to agree that he's a franchise quarterback, but he's their franchise right now, isn't he? I don't think they're going to Josh Rosen his ass, do you? I mean, yeah, sure, he's, he's their franchise right now, but their franchise is not really in a good spot. Like, so in other words, it's different than like having this conversation said about Aaron Rodgers. I know it's extreme, but just ride with me. Like it's different than having this conversation about Aaron Rodgers because you know we've seen it from him for fifteen years, fifteen years at this point. So his team being three and six is like okay, well yeah, it, it really kind of has fallen apart there in Green Bay. But we've seen what Aaron Rodgers can do when Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. We haven't seen that from Justin Fields yet. Like it's even almost like kind of like even with the Jalen Hurts conversation or the Tua conversation. It was like okay. We think they may have it, but we got to wait till we see it. And so now that we've seen it from them so far this year, it's like, okay, that confirms what we thought might be there. And so that's what I'm saying. So we may think that it's there for Justin Fields, but he's got to have at least half a season where we look at it and go, okay, yeah, that, that's what we thought we saw. I got you. I got you. Maybe, because, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm overreacting or jumping the gun a little too soon. Like, but... like, think about, like, like, I think Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence is kind of in that bubble for me. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, he's like, yeah, he, he, he. He's, he, you know where he's in that spot right now. But see, he, like, he, yeah, he, he, he might have it, but, but we gotta yeah, see it. Yeah. We saw, we seen a little bit of it this year. Yeah. But I think, you know, with a, with a year under the system with uh, with Peterson and getting that whole deal together, you know, maybe next year is really kind of his his breakout but, year. Yeah, but I would question him too, though, because yeah, I expected more since Doug Peterson is there with him, and they they well, they didn't really put a lot around him. But I mean, the defense is good. He gets more, you know, more opportunities, more snaps because the defense has been they they're they're not bad. Uh, so I don't know what to say about him. I forgot about him, but if I forgot about him, then there's a there's something. There's a reason for that also. So I'm just saying, like, you can make a fuss with Trevor Lawrence too, if you want to make a fuss about Justin Fields. Then hey, I don't know if he has a little more in Jacksonville, in my opinion, than than Justin Fields he, he has does. from a coaching staff no, and personnel. Yeah. Oh no, he does. I, I totally agree. I mean, even with Trevor Lawrence, the even crazy thing about Trevor Lawrence is what he had to deal with last year, obviously with Urban Meyer and that right. catastrophe. Right. Right. Uh, right. And, and I mean, and y'all know me. I was no big fan of Trevor Lawrence coming out of college, anyway. So this is not me 
trying to be an apologist for him by any stretch of the imagination. But um, you know what he what he's like. I mean, obviously the Jaguars still got some work to do. They they you know still aren't a very good team. But him individually, you know, I've seen a little bit where I'm like, okay, they might have had a little something. On it. It, it, I thought it was too much hype on Trevor, but I'm like, all right, he might not be that bad. You know, he might he might be all right. Yeah. Um. And so so he's he's kind of a bubble guy to me. Justin Fields maybe can work his way into that bubble before the end of the season, but I, I don't think I would be able to firmly put him in there just yet. Yeah, I got you. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not saying that he's going to be a great quarterback. I'm just saying that we got to understand what franchise means, and that means that you are the franchise. We're going to build around you. And I think if I had the job right now in Chicago, I'm going to look at a little film, and I'm going to say, okay, I'm building around so Justin Fields, so number one. So then Kyler Murray is the franchise quarterback. No, but he's not. No, he's not because he's not getting any wins for them. I hadn't seen him win. A, I I hadn't really seen him win a game. Maybe early, early in the season that crazy comeback in Las Vegas. Other than so that, then Dak Prescott, then Dak Prescott's the franchise quarterback. I, I don't. I, come on, man, stop it. Come on now. You know how I'm not calling Dak a, a franchise quarterback until he wins some playoff games. He had he has like what one in 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 I how many it, years? It, it, it sounds or like maybe two. Goalposts a little bit is what I'm saying. I mean, look, man. I'm just saying that I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot from Dak. I haven't seen much from Justin. I'm not coming in to build around Dak, so he's no franchise quarterback to me. When I look at but, Chicago, but the, but the number one, around number one on the Chicago Bears team is the only player that jumps out to me. So that's who I'm going to build around and draft around. That makes him the franchise of that franchise. But but the Cowboys are built around Dak, and the Cardinals are built around Kyler Murray. Who says the Cowboys are built around Dak? How so? How haven't they? They built a strong offensive line, a running game, and, and they had to. They had to. Offensive line is all right. It's, it's, all, it's all right. It's all right. It's not as good as it was when he came in as a rookie. That was the diamond. That's when him and Zeke looked at their best. They have never topped that rookie season yet to this day, and it's 2022. Yeah, they they, they around Kyler in, in Arizona. Who is the franchise at then? Where's the franchise? They ain't no franchise. I mean, I don't know. You they they they've drafted a good defense. They've got good players, great skill players they with got, speed. They got, they got DeAndre Hopkins. They went and got Zach Ertz uh, last year. You talking? About, I thought we were still talking about Dallas. How did we jump on Arizona? No, I, I was, I'm sorry. I guess you hear me. Oh. I was talking about. Uh, Oh, the corner did run, run Kyler also. No, I, well, I, no, I heard the Kyler part, and I told you I don't see how. I mean, I don't where where. I mean, what, what do you do to build around Kyler? We don't even know where Kyler's they strengths. They brought DeAndre Hopkins and Zach Ertz. I mean, yeah, they brought them in, and we're still not getting any. We're still not getting the production that we should get from Kyler. We're not getting the wins. They're not adding up in the win column at all. You know, well, so right, and that's my point. That, that's why I say I, so I, building I around him maybe wasn't point. the right decision. Maybe he's not. That right, means he's not the franchise. And so, 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 where's the evidence that Justin Fields was the right decision with the, with the Bears sitting at three and six? Because every time I put it on there, he's the one who's jumping out the t- on the TV screen, making plays with all the highlights, sixty yard runs uh, when nobody can damn when nobody can get open, nobody. He's making plays. He showed me at least he's telling me that he can do that. And there's times where I see him not running just to run. He's actually told. He's actually just kind of dancing around, trying to buy time and get other people open. Now he can have some wild throws at times where he's a bit high, but for the most part, man, I think he's growing, and I think he's, I think he's doing all right considering. They, they, they should have brought in an offensive staff, an offensive coach. They didn't do that. They didn't fix the line, the O line. I mean, I don't know what they were expecting and what they were looking for. But for me to see, a, for me to see what I'm seeing. With the with what he's working with, yeah, I'm gonna say he's the franchise again. 
I just hope we're on the same page, John. I, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. I get your argument. I just hope we both agree on what a franchise quarterback is. You have to be the franchise. If there's another player on that team that I would build around and consider them the franchise, but it's not the quarterback, then you're not the you're not a franchise quarterback. And there's other players like Parsons, Diggs, Pollard, because I can see Pollard's about to take over. There's other people that I would draft around other than Dak Prescott. No, I'm, I'm look. You know me. I'm looking to get Dak out of there. I, and yeah, he had a good game. He did. Uh, I don't know what happened with the Vikings, but let 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 me see Dak do that in January. You know, let me see him do that more then, and then I'll give you him as a franchise quarterback. Jalen Hurts is already better than Dak, in my opinion. You know, so. I mean, if you notice, I didn't put either one of them just squarely on the list. I put Jalen on the bubble, and I appreciate that. Really belongs, belongs to that bubble as well. He's yeah. just been in the league longer, so we kind of we kind of feel like we've written the book on him a little bit. Right, um, right, right. I got but, you. Uh, I appreciate that. But if you notice, I didn't put either one of them just firmly in there. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. But again, Lamar Jackson, yeah. the only player out of out of this list, out of all the quarterbacks that we named, that's the only quarterback that is. Like really is the franchise because they don't they don't do a damn thing without him when he's not playing not a damn thing we found that out last season. I, yeah, I think I, I, I want to interject. I, Go ahead, T. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to interject, but I did want to say that like sample size matters, right? Like we've seen a lot more of Dak than we hear and we have Justin Fields. Yeah, Dak has yeah. already been built around, and Justin Fields. I don't know what the Bears front office was doing, but they just neglected to do what they needed to do to protect their young investment. So I, 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 I'm I, not agreeing or disagreeing with anybody, but I, I was hearing Nick ask about why does uh, – why does because I think the Bears' record is like three and six, but why does – Three and eight. Justin get the benefit of not having as many wins, but like sample size, right? Because like Justin feels this is on his second year, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So like yes. just the, the, the amount of time one has been in the league also matters because – you can kind of see a trajectory on Justin Fields to at least get to a point to where uh, that team is great and they'll be great because of him. Mm-hmm. Like in, in that situation, is like, hey, where are the Cowboys really going? Have they already reached their ceiling? I think it's the question there. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And we know the answer. That's good. Well said, T. Good put. And I like the way you put it. That's right. That's pretty much it. I'm with you on that. I feel you. And uh, it goes back to what I said. The answer is because Dak usually is holding the Cowboys back. That's what I say. <laughs> I mean, he's been around long enough. So, I mean, what the hell? We didn't build the damn house, burnt it down, and rebuilt it again. And this is still the best that you're getting us, a wild card appearance. Here, here's a question you would ask yourself because we've, we've seen a lot of Dak right now. Mm-hmm. If his contract was up after this year, Nick, if his contract was up after this year, would you, would you resign him to a – I don't want to say I'm a Holmes-type contract, but even would you make him, let's just say, the, the seventh-highest quarterback uh, in the league? Who, Dak Prescott? Yeah. Absolutely not. Hmm. Okay. No, under no uh, under no circumstances. Okay. What? No. Well, I'll rest uh-uh. my case. No, that's not happening. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirm. Yeah, then, then. <laughs> yeah there, there you go. There's the answer. Hey, I want to say one more thing before we get out of here, though, because I know we – well, I'm going to see what all you got – what you guys have, but I forgot to mention Jared Goff, and I don't, don't, please don't shoot me. Don't get the strap, Nick. I'm just saying, Jared Goff, whether you want to call him a franchise quarterback or not, Jared Goff, 
I had been saying this earlier in the season, but I, you know, I, I like I get away from it because he's this the Detroit Lions and they keep losing. But they're on a three game winning streak, and Jerry Goff has been good in every game. He's he's not had any bad games where he's throwing two, three, four interceptions. He has outplayed Matt Stafford. He's stayed healthy, and. Right now, I'm wondering, I asked this before earlier in the season, and I'm Nick was so big on Stafford last year, oh, my God. But he did win the Super Bowl. I get it. But, but I'm going to ask you one more time, guys, before we get out of here. Do you think that the Rams are kind of regretting that they traded away a younger golf for an older Stafford? Now, now, again, they did get the chip, and that matters. They did. If they don't ever get back to the Super Bowl again, if the window slams shut and breaks, you know, and shatters, they still did win the chip. But right now, they still could have had five or six more seven seasons out of golf, so it looks right now, barring any major career-threatening injuries. And Stafford, just he just he comes back out of concussion protocol. He plays a few quarters. He goes right back in the concussion protocol. He's not throwing 200 yards even in a game. I mean, he's just – and I know the team as a whole is dealing with injuries and whatnot and – but it just, I mean, if you're that guy, you're that guy. This is still supposed to be a good and well-coached team. Stafford doesn't look as good as golf. So I'm just asking you all, do you think the Rams are pretty soon? They're going to have to look toward the future. We need another quarterback. I don't know how much time Stafford's got, but do you think they regret this just a little bit, or am I just, 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 you know, trying to come up with another good topic? <laughs> no, they don't. They don't regret it, man. It's, it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to put them on the same. Pedestal or not pedestal, but the same classes like the Lakers in basketball, who who might actually regret the Anthony Davis trade now because they just they're not good and they're not going to be good for a while. Uh, <laughs> right. But I, I do think that the Rams legitimately made their trade to win a Super Bowl, yeah. And they yeah. they mortgage they they mortgaged everything, and they got what they wanted. So I I don't I don't think they regret it. I think that they might still have a long term plan to make that team better. It might end up being a situation where they have to trade somebody that they, you know, covet. I hope that's not Aaron Donald because that would be ridiculous. But uh, I'm sure they, they will have some kind of a plan put together to get those picks back. Even if that plan is to trade maybe Cooper Cup at some point. I don't I don't I'm not I'm just saying I don't think they regret it. I, I think they're okay. Okay. It's, I actually found it so funny that that was the analogy you made in that situation, Sans, was with the Lakers because in actuality I, I think that's 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 a pretty pretty spot on analogy. Yeah, and I think if they traded anybody, it would be Jalen Ramsey. Sorry, right, the, the, the Lakers kind of mortgaged the future mm-hmm. uh, in order to to go get Anthony Davis, and it resulted in in the one championship they're going to have for probably quite some time. And and it seems to be the same for the Rams. Um, and neither one of them really seem to have a path to to rebuild anytime you know very soon or quickly. Uh, you know, they they've all got both got some aging stars. Uh, with the exception, like I said, kind of of Anthony Davis and maybe a Jalen Ramsey, but um, you know Anthony Davis obviously can't stay healthy, and you know it's only so much impact that just having a corner like the Jalen Ramsey is really gonna you know gonna have if you don't have you know a defense really support him. Aaron Donald is you know north of thirty at this point. At some point, he's got to start to decline. Uh, and just you know realistically, you would think anyways. And uh, so you know, there's there's a lot you know a lot that can kind of happen that can uh, you know keep these both of these franchises kind of in a tailspin going forward. And uh, so so yeah, I think that's exactly the situation for the Rams is that they they mortgage the future and and this is kind of what they got for it. Yep. Okay. And in both and in both situations, I guess 
both franchises are looking back going, yeah, now if I could have back what I traded in the first place, I'd be pretty happy because the Lakers, you know, the parts that they that they got rid of uh, are doing pretty well other places. Um, and, and, you know, the same for uh, probably for the Rams or for whatever they got rid of. Yeah. I mean, I hear you guys. Well, you all make good points. I, I just find it weird if the Rams are going to find themselves drafting a quarterback in the neck in this, you know, 23 draft or the 24 draft. And it's like, wait a minute, man. They still supposed oh, it'll to have be sooner like a, rather than later for sure. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure of it because Stafford is, you know, he's not getting any younger. But again, T's right. Hey, they traded him for what they traded him for. They got the chip out of it. It's cool. But it's just like, damn. But, you know, it could have kept going. Had they had a quarterback that could still play at a higher level and stay healthy and, you know, or they need to do what they need to do to keep him healthy. And they're not doing that well either. So, uh, but again, this is a team that said F them picks. Other teams are doing that. And so I get it. But this is what we were saying, though, if they didn't win the Super Bowl, that window was going to close shut and their time was going to pass them by. Luckily for them, though, they did get it. But, yeah, it's about to close now unless they can figure out a way to reload. Um, that's it, guys, uh, for me. We're almost at the 90-minute mark. Is there anything, Terrence, uh, that we left out or something that you had to add? Uh, no. Well, kudos to the Raiders for actually winning a close game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and pulling out a, an absolute miracle with a, a gorgeous route and a, and a, and a great throw uh, by Stafford and uh, uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. No, it was just, just kind of good to kind of see them get over. Thank you. Uh, it was just kind of good to see them get over that hump. So yeah, good good job to them. Also, I'm not opposed to the Broncos letting Nathaniel Hackett go. If they, I saw a stat that where if they score 17 points in every game this season, they'd be 19. They'd be nine and one. Wow. Wow. Yeah, 17 crazy. points. Wow. So like, if you're an offensive guy. He still and got a job. You don't have an offense, then you can't be here. They took him away from they the just, uh, play calls. I, I saw that. You know what Sunday, they're doing? But... They're doing everything to keep him firing him. Yeah. At this point, take this Walmart money in time for Black Friday and get out of here. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it looks like, man. That's what they're doing. Yep. And he should have been actually fired two weeks ago at least. So, and then they won that damn game in London. It's like, oh, they're not gonna fire him now. Watch. And they didn't. They still haven't. But anyway, hey. Sometimes the worst thing you can do as a team is to is to, is to sneak out a win. That's now, right. If they coach get fired, you'd be right. better. You'd be better for it. That's right. I said we were done, but ladies and gentlemen, I just got one more thing. If Nick or Terrence, if you can let me know, I know Dallas and New York is one of them. There's three Thursday night games, and we're not going to be back until after that, until after Thanksgiving. So. Uh, this is yeah. the last one before Thanksgiving. I'm just realizing that. And, man, I am so, so, so ready to eat. I don't do holidays really much like that. But, but you I know, do food. But I do food. I do food. And I'm, and I'm going wherever it is this time around. I mean, it ain't going to be enough in my home. I'm going somewhere and everywhere I'm eating, man. I've really been strict on my diet in this year. I've, I I go a lot of times where I don't eat much at all throughout the day, just on the move and grinding and grinding and grinding. I'm eating my ass off this week. Whatever the hell I want to eat, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna cheat. So here we go. That's the and that's the good part about it. It's that time of the season. Um, so those games, guys, real quick. Cowboys and Giants is they're one of them. I think the Lions are playing Belichick and the Patriots. No, the Lions are playing playing the Bills. Bills are going to Detroit. That's what that was the whole deal about uh, the Bills playing in Detroit uh, yesterday. 
they had, they had like a bag of fourth on social media. Uh, you know, the lines were like, yeah, just make sure, you know, turn the light out on your way out. We'll see y'all on Thursday or whatever. And the, I think the Bill's social media account said something like, uh, yeah, we didn't flip any tables or break any tables. You know, the right. Bill's tailgating. Yeah. Tailgates are wild. Yeah. I mean, so what? So what are you saying? I mean, what did I, I said? Lions and the, Patriots, the, didn't the, the, the Bills are playing the Lions. Not, the Bills are playing the Lions, not the Patriots. Oh, it's the Bills is playing them. Okay, my bad, my bad. I yeah, thought the, they the just Patriots are playing the Vikings. Okay, I'm thinking the Lions. Who did the Lions just beat then? Um, the I, Lions just beat the Giants. The Giants. Okay, that's right. I don't know why I'm thinking. I, but they, okay, but they played. They played them in New York. The Bills played. Uh, uh, that's what's throwing me off. That's that's what's throwing me off. Buffalo was in Detroit already Sunday. Yeah, they played, yeah, they played but they were Detroit, but they, they were playing Cleveland. another team. Yeah, that's what threw me off. Gotcha. Again, yeah. I didn't see a lick of anything yesterday, so I'm I'm sorry to confuse everybody. That was the Browns that the Lions were playing. I mean that the Bills were playing, but because they were in the Lions Stadium, I yeah, kind of a little, um, confused there. I got what you're saying. So what's that third game though? Because um, I mean the Cowboys the and Giants are going to be interesting. That's the Patriots. Against the Vikings. Okay, so, okay, the Vikings are coming off of a big, big L. Where is that game at? In in Foxborough or is it in Minnesota? in Minnesota? Okay, I think the Vikings, oh, well, wait a minute, but that's prime time. And, you know, Kurt, well, Kurt started to get a few mm. wins in prime time now, though, here lately. These are going to be some pretty good, interesting games on Thanksgiving, guys. Or, or am I wrong? I mean, not the yeah, Bills, not, so. I'm, I'm not very, the Bills I'm and Lions. Very intrigued by the Thanksgiving games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not even the Bills and Lions. I mean, we know the Lions are going to score some damn points. We know that. Uh, you know, they might not get the turkey leg, but they're they're gonna play tug of war with it for a minute before they just let Buffalo, you know, run away with the game um, because they can put up points. So, yeah, I think everything is gonna be pretty entertaining. And who y'all got on these? Real quick, you know, you can just. In order, you can just give yeah, me your Yeah, I mean, winners. I'll be fast. Uh, I've got the Cowboys. The Giants are starting to slide a little bit. They have a very tough remaining schedule. Uh, uh, I am going to go with the Bills over the Lions, even though I would not be surprised if the Lions pull one out because they 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 are a tough team to beat. Uh, I don't want to say a tough team to beat, but they, they are often in games late and just lose them late. Uh, so a lot of times they have big leads and they lose them. But I, I'm going to go with the Bills on that. Uh and Patriots and Vikings, I'll actually go with the Vikings on that. I don't see how the Vikings will be as bad as the Jets were on offense, and the Patriots' offense is not that great either, so I'll go with the Vikings. Good stuff, good stuff. It's their Thursday games. Thursday games are always weird. Um, that being said, it's really hard for me to sit up here and say I'm going to take the Lions over the Bills, so I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills, but maybe the Lions cover. Uh, it's a nine point spread, so that maybe they make it more interesting than what you know what we might think it would be. Uh, Giants and Cowboys, I do agree with Terrence that, that the Giants are so, showing some signs of of slippage. Um, I'll probably ride with the Cowboys in that one, but I'll probably also take the Giants to cover. That's another nine point spread uh, on that one, and then finally the night game, the Patriots at the Vikings. That's the one where I actually will go ahead and take the upset. Um, and the reason I would say that is because the Cowboys did kind of show a bit of a blueprint um, in terms of beating the Vikings, I think. Uh, you know, and so uh, with, with what we say about Bill Belichick, his ability to really take away your best weapon, I think that he'll definitely look to take Justin Jefferson away uh, from the Vikings and, and we'll, you know, let the chips fall where they may, so to speak. So uh, that'll be my one upset of the day, Patriots over the Vikings at uh, prime time. 
Okay, I like that. I almost want to go with those guys as well. I, I, I'm going to come back to it. First game, I'm going to start off immediately with the upset. Um, look, the Detroit Lions, the more I thought about it as we talked about it and listened to you guys make your picks, I know the Lions' defense is pretty bad, but it couldn't have been as bad the past few weeks because they've won three straight. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. I think they can pull off the upset. They probably won't, but I, I definitely would pick them with the points. I mean, on the cover, uh, on the spread. I, I, but I would say that Detroit can win this game because why not? The Giants and the Jets may be in the playoffs in the same season in the NFL. The Jets and Giants. So, look, maybe it's just one of those years. Ain't it damn time, about damn time, that the Lions win on Thanksgiving? I'm going with the Detroit Lions in the upset while Buffalo is – that's still just not quite Buffalo. So I'm going with Detroit. And then second game, I'm going with the Giants in the upset. I guess it's an upset. They have the same record, don't they? Um, at 7-3, and three, I believe. But I'm going with yeah, the Giants. Yeah, the Cowboys are both 7-3. and three. Okay. I'm going with the Giants because I just think they have to bounce back. They need to bounce back, and I think they will. And most people are going with Dallas being on a roll after what they just did in Minnesota. Oh, my God. They put a thumping on the Lions. I mean, on the Vikings. It's a week-to-week league, though. The Giants need to win. I think they're going to get it and get the split. So I'm going Lions upset, Giants upset. And, Nick, I damn near want to go with you with the Patriots. But, nah, I just can't do it, bro. Mac Jones, I'm just not confident. They probably could do it. I'm not saying it's impossible. And Bill Belichick is definitely going to find ways to uh, slow down Kirk Cousins after watching what you said the Cowboys did, what you were alluding to earlier. But I'm just going to say somehow, man, look, the Vikings got to come back and respond from that. Um, if they can just balance it back up, give me some more Dalvin Cook, a little bit more Dalvin Cook. I know Justin Jefferson's a bad guy, but hand it off. I'm going to go with the Vikings. But the first two, I guess, are upsets. But before Sunday, the Giants had a better record than Dallas. But, yeah, that's it. We did it. Thursday games. I think they're going to be worth watching, everybody. I hope you enjoy those games. I hope everybody enjoys their time or their fellowship, whatever they're doing with friends and family, loved ones. And y'all, please be safe out there on Thursday. Happy Hell Day. I mean, Thanksgiving. I, I had a real spit flashback. My bad. Guys, This everybody enjoy. And uh, those are going to be some good games. I think, really, all three of those games, this sounds pretty good. I'm ready for them. Uh, guys, I'm done. That's it for me. If that's it for you all, yeah, we can go ahead and sign off then. Kyrie returned. Not much to say, but he's back. Uh, I didn't. I wondered if he would play again. To be honest with you, the way they do, but he's back. He's he's playing. And and man, they must have started him to death too, because you see, he's been so stressed out, man. The boy looked like he's lost about ten pounds since since he was out for eight games. Well, uh, you know, Kyrie does these 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 fast and stuff too, so. Yeah, that's right. He does. He does. That's right. That's yeah. probably mainly what it is. Then, yeah, yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't have anything else. Nick, you got anything else? Just, the only thing I'll add about the Kyrie situation is that I, I think the world learned a lesson. There is a difference between Q dogs <laughs> and Hebrew <laughs> Israelites. <laughs> uh, oh, and a funny was... story. One night we were on Bill Street, <laughs> and we were. We were shooting video for a, a piece that we were doing about Beale Street. It was a Friday night, and everybody was out. It was warm, you know. And the Hebrew Israelites were, they were doing a thing on Beale. 
and my reporter, I won't call her name, but I will text her a reminder about this. Uh, she was walking to them to try to talk to them because she thought they were they were cute dogs. And I said, please don't go. <laughs> please, let's just don't let's just, let's just don't do it. <laughs> you don't understand what you're walking into. No, you do not. You do not. And she was a, she was a you know middle aged white lady. So please don't do it. Yeah, she <laughs> really didn't have a clue. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, like, she's like, I thought those were cute dogs. No, ma'am, no. We'll, we'll talk about what they are later, but let's just not do that. <laughs> so the world has learned what she has mm-hmm. learned, and it's a you know, good lesson. Yeah, <laughs> right. Lesson learned. Okay. Uh, Nick? That's it, man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Be safe. Be careful. Don't eat too much. Be careful on the road because these people can't drive. <laughs> and uh, let's let's get everybody back here. Safe and sound on the next episode of the Great Debate Show. Yeah, that's it. We'll be back on a Friday uh, coming at you early on a Friday to talk about those three Thanksgiving matchups and previewing the rest of Week 12. Guys, the season is almost freaking over that damn fast. Wow. Time flies. Uh, That's it. Yep, we out. Peace, everybody. Y'all be safe. Everything that that, uh, Terrence and Nick said. And we out. Get up. All right, peace out, guys.